Helping you build a better brand through the fusion of form and function. This is the Rightly Designed Show. Hello and welcome to the program. My name is Thomas and this is the Rightly Designed Show. Now, some of you may be familiar with a blogger and with a writer and podcaster by the name of Pat Flynn. He does a, a number of different podcasts. He does a lot of writing and you can catch him over at a site called smartpassiveincome.com. Now, he does a podcast that I've listened to for a while now by the name of Ask Pat. So it's all related to uh, business-related questions, you know, building a, a business, being an entrepreneur and that sort of thing. So what he does is, if you haven't heard it before, is every single episode, it's a nice bite-sized ask and answer question uh, session in essence. So what happens is he has somebody jump in there and then record a question and he, you know, plays that on a show and he answers it in, as I mentioned, a, a nice bite-sized uh, little episode that he does on a daily basis. And what he also does is for anybody who has a question that is answered on his show, he gives them as like an added bonus, uh, an Ask Pat t-shirt. I've always liked that whole concept and always thought to myself, if I were ever to do my own show, I'd like to find a way to incorporate something like that into it. It's not necessarily going to be the regular thing where every single episode would be an ask and answer type uh, session. But I have decided, you know what, that's something that I would really like to work in. So as you may have guessed, that's exactly what has uh, been done for this episode. So this is uh, the first episode where I've got a, a question from a listener that I'd like to answer in some detail. And it's a very good question, one that's very relevant to anybody who's going to be starting a website uh, or who's exploring different concepts or frameworks with which to work within for a website. So let's go ahead and jump right into that question. Hi, Tom. This is J.L. Pattison of pattisonblog.com, and I was listening to one of your fine podcasts on what type of WordPress theme I should choose. And my question for you is, what about Wix.com as a website? What are your opinions on websites outside of WordPress.com and specifically Wix? Hi there, JL. Thanks so much for taking the time to ask that question. It's a very good one. Uh, here, actually, a, a question about Wix and, and different website builders fairly commonly. So again, it's a, a great question and a good one to tackle in this in this episode. So for those of you who aren't familiar with Wix, Wix is a contained website builder. So what that means is that you jump on to Wix.com and you create an account. And I think they have a monthly fee, if I'm remembering correctly. It looks like it's just $12.95 a month. And then, in essence, you just get access to all the features that they have built into the Wix platform. So it's contained. And what I mean by that is that you sign up and you you build your website within Wix. It's not something that is like free and open source like a WordPress would be. Uh, and it's got like a website builder, uh, builder built into it, which means that you go in there and you you know you set up your your site details, and then you get to pick from a whole bunch of different types of templates. And so then these templates vary in their you know their sizes, their layouts, the type of content that they feature how they feature the content. And then of course you can go through there. You can change the imagery. You can kind of move things around and, and change 
uh, to some degree can change the way that it's laid out and different things like that. So to start with, when it comes to a, a website uh, or a, a service like Wix, there's a lot of them out there. So meaning that there's a lot of self-contained uh, website building services that are on the market. So typically uh, a Wix or a, a number of these other ones are going to be good if you are just starting out or if you're just a hobbyist. So if you just want to get something up and running really quickly, that's where you know a Wix or something like that could come in handy. Now, it's, uh, I actually came across... Uh, an article recently that actually dove into nine, they highlighted nine different website builders that you could consider if you were wanting to go down the road of a website builder service for your website. So I just, uh, I went through some of them. One of them is called Jimdo uh, and it's very similar. It's got a lot of the features that you would see in something like Wix. There's also Squarespace. Uh, Verb is another one that's become pretty popular. Vogue, that's V-O-O-G, a uh, couple other ones, Webflow, uh, WebNode, and there's also WebiDoo, and then there's Weebly. Now, I haven't actually worked myself uh, specifically with Wix, uh, but I have done some work with Weebly. Uh, and mainly that, that work was actually just getting a Weebly site transferred over to a WordPress environment. Uh, but a lot of these ones that I've listed off here today are quite similar to Wix in the sense that they're a website builder. You go in there, and as I kind of described before, you build a website using drag and drop with a pre-built template, and that's, you know, that's in essence how it works. As opposed to a WordPress, like a WordPress.org website, which, you know, the previous uh, episode that JL is referring to is one where I went in depth into what you should look for in a WordPress theme. What you have to do is you have to get a hosting service. Once you've got a hosting service, you have to install WordPress, which is uh, varies in degrees of how easy that is based upon how easy that host makes it. But you have to install WordPress and then you have to find a WordPress theme and install it. So in terms of the number of steps involved to get started, there are a number of extra steps involved in doing something like a WordPress environment, whereas, you know, compared to a Wix. So what are some of the benefits? So when would you want to consider something like Wix or a website builder environment for your website? And I kind of alluded to this a little bit previously, but number one would be if you're doing something that's very much like a hobby, like the website, you want to create it, you know, for fun, maybe even friends or family or what you're doing isn't necessarily going to be a large business venture. You just need a website or a blog or something up quickly. You don't really need or want to go through the hassle of setting up a WordPress website. Uh, that's really going to be the best case scenario when it comes to uh, Wix or if if you're just looking for a website like you are eventually wanting to switch to, you know, something that's a little bit more, you know, complex or has more features, then you could start out with something like a, a Wix. I typically would recommend, you know, a different route, something that's less self-contained than something like a, a website builder. But the best use case that I've seen for again, Wix or one of these website builders is for somebody who just needs a really basic website 
needs something quick and just does not want to go through or doesn't need to go through the hassle of having to follow the steps of setting up a WordPress install environment. So some of the key benefits, it's going to be speed, uh, it's going to be ease of use, and uh, number three, it's generally going to be cost. Not always, but some of these are, are going to be pretty low monthly costs. It depends. Some of them vary. Some of them are actually free, I think. You can get a free plan, and then some of them kind of are tiered. So, But generally speaking, a, uh, a self-enclosed website environment will be a pretty good option for you. Now, what's actually pretty interesting is that I used to – I've worked with a number of these different uh, website builders, so to speak. So – uh, even before I started writing WordPress themes, uh, one of the platforms I worked with for a number of years, uh, and I don't even actually know if this is still around off the check, but uh, it's one called Adobe Business Catalyst. So obviously it was a service that was purchased or a, a company that was purchased by Adobe, uh, but it was a website building platform before really website building platforms had kind of jumped into the market. So it was not drag and drop. It was very module based and you know you could build a blog, you could build an online shop, you could build all these things, but it was all contained within Adobe Business Catalyst. And I think before Adobe bought it, I think it was called Goodberry. Um, but it was very much similar to what Wix offers in its essence in the sense that it's all contained. It's got all the things, all the modules, all the features, all the functionality that they think that you're going to need in order to build a website. Uh, and you can't really go outside of that. So, you know, the, the Adobe Business Catalyst had things like, you know, you could build an, as I mentioned, online shop, a blog, you could, you know, do announcements, and it even had like email marketing built into it. So it did a lot of different things. Uh, but what what ended up making it kind of a hang-up or what kind of the snag, I guess you could say, behind that I ran into, you know, working uh, working with it after a number of years was the limitations that it placed upon development in the sense that if I were to build out an entire website for, like, let's say a client or, you know, a company that said, you know, I need an online shop and I need a blog and I need all the things that Adobe Business Catalyst can do – well, there was a number of different times when, you know, if they said, well, okay, that's great. We've got our online shop. We've got all these things, but I need to build this extra feature over here. I need, I need a way for, you know, customers to interact and to do all these different things. And, you know, I need, you know, these different business listings created. And I simply just reached a point in time where you just can't do that because the framework does not allow it. So that's really what's uh, one of the big issues that you're going to run into when you use a website builder is that you're always going to be limited to what that website builder enables you to do. So, for example, if you were working on Wix or something like that, you decided that you you know you wanted to to do a rebrand or you wanted to add a completely different style or a different format for the way you know your blog posts are listed, you wouldn't really be able to do that. So there's always going to be a trade-off. There's going to be pros and cons. There's going to be, you know, the ease of use and getting up up and running really quickly from a Wix is always going to be, you know, that core benefit. But in terms of long-term and working working up a website that, you know, that has the features and the functionality that you need, uh, that especially long-term, that's going to be something that's really difficult to do with a website builder. 
so then the question might be, okay, so then, you know, why is it that you typically recommend WordPress? So the biggest reason why I've changed and switched to WordPress as opposed to working within a lot of these different website builders is for that exact development and functionality reason. At least that's the first reason. There's two main reasons why I recommend WordPress. If you're wanting a website for a long-term business and or branding goal. So the biggest reason is that WordPress is free and open source and it's just PHP, which means that any developer can jump in there and build just about anything on top of it. So you can start out with a pre-built WordPress theme, uh, but unlike something like Wix, you're not limited to what that theme enables you to do. You can create a child theme on top of it, or you can just uh, cut the, th the, the whole thing you know, down to its root and start and build something completely from scratch. What this means is that there's no real limit on the number of features, functionality that you incorporate into your website. So you, that's why I typically recommend if you're going to start out, you know, I, you know, especially if you're thinking long term and you want that website to be something that grows into something bigger down the road, if you start even with a basic WordPress install, you can always take what you've already done on WordPress and then you can build on top of it or incorporate it into the website that you build on an ongoing basis. So let me give you a really quick example from a development standpoint of what I mean when it's when I say that working on a WordPress or an open source platform provides you with the freedom and the, f the flexibility to just add, add more to expand what your website's able to do. Uh, so like recently, as you probably guessed, uh, Rightly Designed is on a WordPress website. It's the custom WordPress theme that, that I've built. Uh, but I decided recently that, you know, I'm going to start creating more online courses in the future. I've created one called Mastering WordPress, and I've used Gumroad. If you're not familiar with it, Gumroad's kind of an, uh, a digital product marketplace or a place where you can sell and host different uh, digital products, and that includes online courses. But I decided recently that I just wanted some more uh, functionality. I want to make it way more user-friendly. I want to make it easy to navigate. I want to make it uh, super uh, feature-rich and have course materials and you know places where people can leave comments and start a discussion on the different topics that are being discussed throughout the course. So I really just wanted to make it much more robust and powerful and useful for everybody who's going through each of the courses. So I decided uh, in order to implement this to just build something from scratch. So what I've actually decided to do is go in and build a completely custom plugin that will incorporate with my current WordPress theme that allow that gives me complete free reign and control with how it's laid out uh, with the, you know, not only the layout, but the style uh, and the features and the functionality. I get to go in and to create every single aspect of this around the way that, you know, is user friendly and easy to navigate and, you know, works really well with the brand and everything else, you know, in between. Now, if I were, you know, say on Wix or Business Catalyst still or any of the other number of website builders that I had mentioned, I wouldn't be able to do that. What I would have to do is I'd have to go and search out, you know, a different course software that I could host on or I just have to make do with Gumroad or I just kind of would be stuck. 
Uh, but again, the, uh, the development flexibility and freedom that WordPress has offered has enabled me to pretty much go in any direction that I want to go. So again, that's taking it back to that develop from the development standpoint, having the freedom and the flexibility available to you in the long term can be highly advantageous and again, can offer you abilities and, and ways to serve your audience and your customers in ways that otherwise would not be possible. Now, the other thing to, to keep in mind when it comes to using a website builder, and this one has a little bit more lasting ramifications, would be your brand. So in future episodes, I'm going to be diving into you know branding principles and practices and that sort of thing. Um, but when it comes to your website, it, it's a, a website is what's known as one of your key touch points for your brand, meaning that it's one of the primary things with which people interact with you and get a feel for an impression of your brand. Now, if that's done on a pre-built templated website, you can get away with that, you know, meaning that it could work. Um, but if they see that, you know, if they know, you know, if it says powered by Wix or if it says powered by Adobe Business Catalyst, or it just gives the impression to them that this isn't necessarily a, you know, a full on legitimate company or brand that you're establishing, that again will reflect negatively on that brand. So when I typically when it comes to the process of building a brand, it's a good idea to be very, very strategic with every aspect of building that brand. So that doesn't include that includes far more than, you know, the look and the feel of your website. It includes, you know, the color scheme. Different color schemes will invoke different emotions and will convey different feelings and thoughts and uh, styles that your brand is, is meant to uh, to convey. So the color scheme, the design, the layout, the way it all works together with your logo design and all the different aspects. Uh, so those things can have a dramatic impact. And if that's something that's not being incorporated into your website design, again, that could have lasting uh, a lasting impact that you then have to overcome in the long run by using a website builder. Kind of in in tandem with that, is uh, the type of content that you that you provide. So if you have a daily blog or if you have more like a one page scroller or whatever the, the layout that fits your content best. In a previous episode, I talked about, um, you know, how it could be a good idea to create a welcome page on your website, depending on the, the type of services or products that you offer. But if you're confined to one of these different styles, uh, it could be questionable or you know difficult to properly convey the correct content that you want to show people. So again, to kind of back up and to qualify and you know quantify that, if you want to be able to give someone a welcome message, and that's an important part of your branding process, you want to be able to give someone you know walk someone through a step by step guide as to what you do, how you provide it, and what makes you different. Again, establishing your brand. You may not be able to do that with the templates provided to you by one of these website builders. Your option may be, okay, you only get like this big gigantic panel with a headline and, you know, a start here button, or you get to pick, you know, a list of blog posts. So again, if you're limited within what they offer you, being able to, to differentiate yourself and to, you know, 
really build that brand, that brand platform, mission statement, all the different things that incorporate a good brand, and again, things I'll be discussing in more detail in future episodes, it's much more difficult to do that uh, when you're working within the confines of what a service like uh, a website builder confines you to. So those are some of the key aspects. And, you know, coming up here shortly, what I'm actually going to dive into is what I would recommend when getting started. Um, so if you are thinking that you want to do, you know, a long-term website, like even if it's just a hobby now, but you think, you know what, some someday down the road, I'd like to turn this blog into a business or, you know, I'd like to eventually turn this into something that I start pursuing on a more regular or full-time basis, then what I'll do is I'll give you a great place to start now that's, you know, pretty affordable, uh, but allows you the the flexibility to be able to grow, you know, as time goes on. Uh, but before I do that, I wanted to take a quick moment and mention a free guide that is actually available right now over at Rightly Designed, and it's called The Top 10 Most Common Design and Branding Mistakes. So I put together this little guide just because as I'm working through, you know, tons of different websites or building brands or all the different things I've worked on, there are there are mistakes, I guess you could say, that a lot of new and upcoming brands and entrepreneurs are making all the time. So I would like to be able to help you make sure you sidestep those so you can grow your brand, grow your business, and grow your online platform as quickly and effectively as possible. So you can get this guide absolutely free at rightlydesigned.com slash guide. Again, that's rightlydesigned.com slash guide. You're listening to the fusion of form and function. This is the Rightly Designed Show. Okay, so before the break, I mentioned that one of the things I was going to do is take a quick moment and just give you an idea of a good place to start if you're looking to set up a website that you you know, may want to grow later down the road. So thinking long term, something that you would like to build and expand upon as time goes on. It's, you know, it goes beyond just a hobby. You know, it's something that eventually I would like to build into something bigger. Um, so, you know, as opposed to doing, you know, uh, a Wix or a website builder that kind of confines you to the limitation uh, that they provide, you know, the, the functionality that they provide you. So there's two main roads that you can go. Uh, that you can go down. There's the first one would be a super quick, uh, a super quick way to get up and running totally for free, and it's very simple. Uh, and this would be the the probably the easiest, and that would be to, to do WordPress.com. Now WordPress.com is totally free, as I mentioned, and really easy to set up, and they've got tons of different themes that you can choose from. WordPress.com just enables you to word to use the WordPress framework or to use WordPress itself and to familiarize yourself with the WordPress uh, platform. Uh, but within that self-contained uh, framework. So you know it is very similar to, you know, Wix and Business Catalyst and all these different website builders in the sense that it's contained. You can't install any plugin. You can't install any theme on WordPress.com. You, they do offer a ton of different features that you can choose from, uh, but you're pretty much confined to what they offer you. Now, the reason I recommend this as opposed to some of the other website builders out there 
is that, again, from the long-term perspective, if you ever want to grow into using a self-hosted WordPress website and something that you add tons of features and functionality to, it's going to be endlessly easier to switch from WordPress.com to WordPress.org than it would be to go from a website builder that's completely foreign to WordPress, switch from that to a WordPress website. There's not even a guarantee that you will be able to even import that content depending on what that that third-party platform is. So again, if you're wanting to start quick, you're wanting to start free, and you're wanting to start easy, and you want the absolute easiest option possible, I would recommend WordPress.com, especially if, you know, again, if that could be something that you would want long-term. Now, kind of the next step up from there would be to do a self-hosted website with a pre-built WordPress theme. Now, in the episode that JL was referring to, I had gone through the different types of WordPress themes that you might consider. Uh, So I would typically recommend if you're going to do a WordPress theme, probably go for the premium option. But again, if you're looking for like the most affordable, quickest and easiest way to go, you can just do... uh, a search on WordPress.org's repository or even directly from within your WordPress platform, uh, within your WordPress admin, I should say. And there's thousands of free themes for you to choose from. So again, this would be a way that you'd be able to get up and running quickly, you know, creating content, experimenting with how WordPress works, getting a site that function, you know, that functions and is operational and is something that you can, you know, practice and learn with, uh, and even just start Uh, building that branding process, uh, you can do all of that with the long-term ability to be able to expand later. So what that would entail is, first of all, finding a host. So you'd want to find a place that uh, can host that website for you. So you'd go in there and you'd want to find one that's WordPress friendly. Uh, So you'd want to find a host that makes it really easy. A lot of these places just do a one-click install uh, that enables you to just, again, one-click and then WordPress is installed and it sets up, you know, a, a domain, a temporary domain for you. And then you, you know, you point over your domain and go through that process to be able to get your, your website up and running. So I have actually put together a free uh, video tutorial where I actually walk you through how to get up a, a self-hosted WordPress website uh, in 15 minutes. So in, in 15 minutes, you can get a totally free uh, or a, a totally uh, a free video tutorial that shows you how to step by step go through and set up a WordPress website. It's totally easy. So you can find that at rightlydesigned.com slash WP. And in that, um, that video tutorial, I walk through uh, how to set up your WordPress website. I actually recommend a host called Media Temple. And if I typically recommend Media Temple just because they're a WordPress hosting is some of the best I've ever encountered in terms of ease and use and a lot of the features that they include. So a lot of different things in there. So I highly recommend you check that out. If you don't already have a a WordPress website, it's a great, it's a really great place to start. Uh, If you, uh, but the same principles will apply to pretty much any other uh, WordPress specific hosting service out there. So step one, get that hosting service set up. Step two, pick out a theme, at least, you know, something to start with. And then step three, you can, you know, point over the domain and start creating content and get that process rolling. So again, you know, it's it's a little bit more work involved to start with even WordPress.com and even more work, you know, a, a tad bit more work to do a WordPress.org, you know, self-hosted website. 
But if it's something that you want to pursue long term, and if building a brand is going to be something integral to uh, what this website serves, I do highly recommend picking something that is going to enable you to pursue it long term as opposed to you know a, a pre-built WordPress, uh, or I should say a pre-built platform that's something aside from WordPress. So I hope you found that useful, and I'd like to say thanks to JL for taking the time to submit a question. And as I had mentioned, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to send JL a free rightly designed idea book, which is uh, in essence a pocket grid ruled notebook. So it works really great for sketching out ideas, brainstorming, that sort of thing. So again, I'm going to send him one of those. And if you have a question as well that you would like um, answered here on the Rightly Designed show, feel free to head on over to rightlydesigned.com slash question, and I'd be happy to give it a listen and consider featuring it for a full-length episode uh, in the future. So again, I'd like to thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the Rightly Designed show, and we'll see you next week. Enjoying the Rightly Designed show? Please consider taking a quick moment to leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or the channel of your choice. Visit rightlydesigned.com show for links to these channels and more.